You are listening to the Bright Life Podcast, all about ways to stay inspired, chase your dreams, and find more gratitude in the highs and lows of the journey. I'm your host, Jessica Johnson. I'm a business owner, a part-time digital nomad, a self-growth junkie, a believer in other big-hearted women, and am all about sharing tips, tricks, lessons learned, and encouragement so we can all live our biggest, brightest lives. You ready? Let's do this. Well, welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited because we have an amazing guest here today. Christine Monroe is the founder of the Illum Collective. She is a community builder who helps women find the light within them and build profitable businesses aligned with their purpose. She is also the host of the incredible Pivot to Passion podcast, and she's here today to talk about how to find your purpose, illuminate the light within you, give yourself permission to pivot, all the things. So welcome, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I know I just felt lit lit up already when you were saying all those things. I know so many important topics to talk about and maybe that's even a good starting place. So you've been so candid about your journey with pivoting and how your pivots have actually led you to the place of your purpose and your passion. And you've done a lot of incredible things that even people from the outside world would say, oh my gosh, like, how did you do this? So Do you want to just touch on your journey at a high level to let the listeners know a little bit about your path and how you got here? Yeah. Okay. I won't start from birth, but I will (laughs) say that um, I was one of those people like many who didn't know what they wanted. And so when my parents told me like, you should go to school and be an accountant and be a businesswoman and do these things, of course, I was like, sure, because I didn't know what else to do. Um, and so I, yeah, I studied to be an accountant in finance and I climbed the corporate ladder. I did all the things I got into real estate and built my own business and had all the things and I felt like proud of myself at the time. I felt like I was doing all the things that my parents and society told me to do, but something in me, I felt this for so long. It was like a feeling that something was missing. I always envied other women or people that were just doing what they love to do. And I was like, I, I feel like I could do that. I want to find something that I love to do. And I want to do work from it. And not to say that People can find passion and purpose in other things, but I really, my desires, what I did know for sure is I wanted to have a job doing what I love to do, not just having it as a hobby. But the thing is, I didn't know what that was. And so I just stayed in what I was doing for so long because I didn't know what that was and I had it good. And when you have it good, you have all the things, the money's rolling in and, you know, I felt accomplished and I, all the things I, I was afraid to leave. Um, and so I didn't until I felt like it's like the universe, like put it in my lap five years ago, my husband got a uh, work opportunity here in Denver and we're from Canada. And he said, do you want to move to Canada? Do you want to move to Denver and start all over again? And I was like, yes. Like to me, that was like the permission that I needed to be like, okay, I can start fresh and I could do what I want to do. I still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was like, I'll figure it out. And I was glad to leave that behind. I was feeling burnt out anyway. And, but then when we moved here, reality set in when I was pivoting and trying different things because I still didn't know what that was. And when you, I realized that I had attached my identity to my previous career, to my work. And when I didn't have that anymore, 
I felt lost. I felt confused. I felt like my confidence was depleted. So no matter what I had built before, I had no confidence anymore. So I was really, I was really feeling stuck. Um, And so you tend to like go back to things like I ended up creating like an Instagram agency for real estate Mm -hmm. professionals because I was like, that's what I know. So I'm going to do that. Like so many things where and then I realizing again, like this is draining me. I feel depleted. I feel like why did I go back to that? Because it was comfortable. And anyway, uh, I have since left that and just doing the breadcrumbs to um, I had a vision to gather women for brunch. I just naturally am an extrovert and I love to, you know, gather with women. And I was like, I just want a brunch. And I didn't think further than that, other than I wanted it to be like-minded women, um, other women entrepreneurs that I could share my struggles and my journey with. And so I just thought, I'm just going to create a brunch. And what started with just a brunch is now what the Illum Collective is, which is just a mentorship and networking community for women with big dreams who need support and accountability from one another, but who also want to learn and grow. So we have workshops and things like that just to help them in their growth journey. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, Christine's events, if you guys are in the Denver area or wherever it's expanding to, they're so beautiful. She has just the prettiest spreads and decor and it feels like you just feel so special when you are part of them it feels like you're being honored and celebrated just going to them so I would just say make sure you check them out especially if you're looking for that community inspiration it's all there so where did you even begin yes yeah where did you even begin when you started to get that hint of I want to start a brunch or even when you got the idea of, I want to do the Instagram, you know, build an agency business. What's that place that you went back to, to even start figuring out what your passion could be Mm -hmm. for anyone who else is thinking, where do I even begin? What, what, where did you start? And then also how did you kind of find the more truer passion in, in all of those experiments? Yeah, well, I want to say like before it started really the whole Instagram thing of when I didn't know what to do, but I knew that I wanted to be on Instagram. I did know that because I was a consumer, I still am, of, you know, following inspirating, I'm sorry, inspirating, following (laughs) inspiring people. And I remember like one of my childhood friends, actually, I went to elementary, junior high, high school with him, and he's pretty well known on Instagram. He is Mark Groves from Create the Love. He at the time when I was kind of like, I, I want to do something else. I really am ready to leave what I'm doing now. I, he had 10,000 followers at the time and it's like in the millions now, I think. But I remember thinking, I love what he's doing in terms of educating and helping people on Instagram. And so I'm like, I want to do something like that, but I just don't know what it was. And so I remember when we were about to move here, I started looking into like social media courses or classes. And at the time there was a lot of them that were doing in-person like workshops. And so I would take all of them, um, not knowing what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to learn about how to market yourself on Instagram. So I started with that. And then when we moved here, um, I just was following breadcrumbs with what I knew. So I didn't know what to do. And my, girlfriend was with um, beauty counter which is a network marketing company and i love makeup and 
skincare. So she's like, you want to like do this with me? You could do it from home. Your babies are small. And I was like, sure. I like makeup and skincare. I'll do that. So I did that for like a couple of years. Actually, I still am with them because I do love the product so much. Um, it's not my mm -hmm. business anymore, but because I built something up, I still yeah. do it. Our people still buy stuff from me, but so I just had to just start doing things like that. And then I really was like, okay, if I'm going to do network marketing, I really, really have to focus on social media. And so I just learned everything that I could about it. And so much that I ended up teaching my teams and all the other network marketing teams about social media. And I had mm -hmm. workshops for them. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do be doing it for them for free, I could probably do this and make a living out yeah. of it. So I created a course. So it's just like one thing after the other, I did a course. Um, I did that for a bit until I was like, okay, a lot of people were asking me, that's how the agency started. Cause people were like, well, I don't want to learn how to do it. I want you to just do it for me. And that's yeah. when I picked, okay, real estate, because that's the business that I knew. So I created an agency where we were do, we were taking on accounts and we were um, managing their accounts for them. At the same time is when I had, I just always had this vision to gather people for brunch. I don't know why. And so I, I said it in like a mastermind that I was in. I said that. And you know, when you hang around expanders, they're going to be the ones that are like, well, why don't you just do it? Why don't you just start it? <laughs> you know, because to me, if I was just by myself, I would have just kept thinking like, well, I don't really know the purpose of it. I don't know like the point of it. I'm just yeah. not going to do it until people around you are like, do it like book it <laughs> do all the things and so that's how it started i ended up doing that like i started brunches and some workshops and i had the agency at the same time and i remember thinking like you still i still had that belief that the brunching wasn't prestigious enough it wasn't like mm -hmm. the job that was you know where it, it yeah. felt so successful that i thought like that i was conditioned to believe but the agency I was like, okay, with real estate, it was still fulfilling that subconscious belief in me that that's what success meant, even though that was the thing that was completely draining all my energy. I remember I was so busy because I was doing both, but I didn't feel busy when I was working on the Alum Collective. I felt mm -hmm. drained and heavy when I was doing the other thing. So finally, again, I was um, with my mentors and mastermind sisters and all the things. And they were like, why are you doing that one then? Why don't you just <laughs> drop it? Cause don't you see that you're like falling back on these things? Anyway, they called me out on my blocks and I was like, okay. So I, I dropped that business. I had to release that to totally 100% focus all my energy into the Illum Collective. And once I did, it grew even faster and it blossomed into what it is today, just because I allowed myself to put all my energy in it and acknowledge that that is truly what lights me up. That is truly what my calling is to do in this moment in time. Mm -hmm. And so when I allowed myself to do that, I think, yeah, everything just fell into place. I love how you put that because I think probably so many people listening resonate with that feeling of, you know, I've done all the right things. I've checked the boxes. This sounds good, this career and this identity. So can you touch on that? Even it sounds like you shifted from an identity where, you know, the success was the big thing to something you love is the most important thing. But there was probably a lot that came up of getting to release 
saying you have the seven, you know, figure business and everything that you built. So what comes up there when you think about almost shifting that identity and that version of success and allowing yourself to go there? Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of work that I had to do because <laughs> even though, um, you now can say like, this is what brings me joy and this is what, um, lights me up. I had to really work on why do I feel like it's not good enough? Why do I feel yeah. like it's not as successful as my previous career? And going back to all the stories that were told to me or, you know, that was that I was brought up around and trying to believe if not believe, but like trying to understand that that wasn't true. And like we talked about creating evidence where I felt success or I felt lit up when I do X, Y, Z. Did I feel even lit up and successful when I was doing these other things? And for what reason? Is it like egotistical where I felt yeah. successful because of what others perceived of me as opposed to what I truly feel inside? So when I really had to like break that down into how I was feeling in that position that was quote unquote successful versus how I feel now, I really had to just, I guess, sit with that and really journal on it and write out all the reasons of why I was feeling that before versus how I feel now. Um, yeah, it's it's just a, a, a lot of work and a lot of, I did a lot of like inner work stuff to like really um, reparent or tell myself all the things that I am proud of myself for all the things that don't relate to like making lots of money and having the prestigious job quote unquote. Um, yeah. And I guess praising myself and accepting myself for all the other things that brought me joy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now look, you're able to go and inspire so many women around having the permission to pivot towards their passion and their purpose. Mm -hmm. So how has your perspective on even pivoting changed? Yeah. So this is a good one because I was always told when I was younger that I was a quitter because I, in all the extracurricular activities I was put in, I always begged to be pulled out of them. I didn't like piano. I didn't like ballet. I didn't like swimming, all those things. And so then I stayed in my career for a long time because I didn't want to be perceived as a quitter. Mm -hmm. um, that I had it good. So why would I leave? Um, it wasn't until I guess I was put in a position where I didn't have a choice but to pivot. We moved here and I really had the because I wasn't doing it for so long too. And I just was like, I'm just going to try this. And I was really exploring because I was searching for so long of what my purpose and passion could be. I was like, I'm just gonna have to try them all because I don't know. Yeah. So I really, it's like, I would try something, but still do the other thing. And then like, once I really knew that this was really lighting me up, I would drop that thing. And it wasn't until I started learning that whatever I did in the, like, let's say whatever I did in beauty counter, whatever I did in like my home building company, I'm using those skills into what I'm doing now. So then I'm like, okay, I'm now everything that I'm doing has a purpose. Everything that I'm doing is teaching me something that I need to know to go forward. 
Um, and so that's now what I do every time I pivot and try something new, even within the collective, like we're trying different types of events. We're trying out new things. We're dropping other things that aren't working out. And it's just a way of really discovering what works and what doesn't work, but learning something yeah. from it along the way. Yeah. Like there's always that thread that you can take with you. Um, I love how you put that. And what would you say to anyone listening who is thinking, wow, you know, because I think you sound so great. You know, you've started these things, you have built these events, and there might be someone listening who has an idea of what she's passionate about or what her purpose could be, but is thinking, I don't know how to do this thing um, or where to begin. What would you say speaking to her, you know, if she's thinking, why me or what do I don't know how to do this? Where do I start? Yeah, I think that, you know, if you have that desire or dream in your heart, like it's because it's put there because you're meant to pursue it. Now, when it maybe looks like now that I'm brave and I did all the things, it's important to say that I stayed in my career for, I was doing that for 20 years um, before I made the leap. And so all the while feeling like I wanted something more. So I was very terrified to leave um, and it took me a long time. What I did not have at the time was community. I did not go to networking events. I did not put myself in those rooms because in real estate and finance, I found the ones that I did go to, they were male dominated and they were, they lacked connection. It was pass your business cards around and I didn't feel comfortable in them. And I really, I hated them. So I just thought that all networking groups were like that. And so I stayed away from them and I didn't have community of people doing what I was doing or to even encourage me to go after my dreams. So really, I feel like I kind of like cheated because it's like my husband got a business opportunity here and it brought me here to really force me to leave what I, I wanted to leave. And when I got here, we moved here and I didn't know, I didn't have any friends. I didn't know a single person. And that excited me and scared me at the same time um, because I really did want feel like I wanted to start fresh. Um, but I, then again, I was felt like I was forced into this position where I had to go seek out community. And when I was looking out here in Denver, I didn't find any at the time that I connected with or that I resonated with. So I ended up finding some online ones outside of Denver. That's when I really realized that the community um, of women were so supportive and so welcoming and encouraging that really helped me like go after my dreams that I wanted to create that here. Hence why I start because I'm like, well, if I don't find it here, I'm just going to do it myself. And so that's how it all started. And people always wonder like, but I didn't know, I still didn't know a lot of people when I created my first brunch. Um, I knew some Instagram people, but I was like, tell your friends, bring a friend. I'm like, and I would connect. <laughs> I connected. People were like, how did you do it? I'm like, I knew that I was following some people in Colorado because I was new here doing like some online stuff. So I reached out by DMs and I personally invited every single person who came to that first brunch because I was like, hey, I don't, you know, I I follow you. I like what you're doing. And really it was genuinely because like I need friends too. So come join and yeah. let's Be see friends. where this goes. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's encouraging too, because what I'm hearing you say in a thread of a lot of your stories is that even where you noticed there was a gap or something that you struggled to find ended up becoming the thing that you were then able to go create later on or provide to someone else. So I think that that can be 
even just encouraging to hear for anyone listening who's in a season where they don't know what's going on or they're missing community or they're missing something in their life that you don't even know in what ways that might come back in a few months or a year or 10 years. And you'll be the person because you figured out that part of your life that can then bring that to life and bring it to someone else as well. You never know. Yeah. I do want to say too, it's very important to say that, um, it was because I seeked out community who supported me in encouraging me to start the brunch and to just do it. That was helpful. But also I remember when I first actually booked it and it was out there and I was sending out invitations, I had a lot of tears because there's a lot of fear that comes with putting yourself out there to really fully be seen. Now you, all the, feelings came up like, is anybody going to come? Is anybody, you know, is this going to resonate with anybody? Um, what if nobody shows up? And I had, again, community of women that I could call on and cry and say, I'm really scared. Um, I can't believe I did this. What if no one comes? But like to have somebody even to listen and to hold your hand and to say, it's okay, like we're doing this together um, really helped because if I had no one, I don't know if I would have even launched the brunch because I was terrified. I was also terrified of public speaking and I knew that I had to speak at this first brunch. So I was like, what, <laughs> what did I do? I just created what this brunch, first of all, where I don't know anybody. Second of all, I actually have to speak now. And that was terrifying to me because I have a lot of traumatic experiences with speaking in my previous career where I froze on stage. And so I had a really big fear around it. Um, so yeah, I, all the things that I just really had to just put in front of myself and go towards fear, do the thing to where, okay, I made it on the other side. It wasn't so bad. And now I could just push through and just do the next thing that's going to scare me. And then the next thing. Yeah. And so for you, was community the big secret, like advantage behind that to moving through those fears or are there, are there other things that you use as you reach for each new fear and tackle it? Um, yeah, at that very first one, I, I do feel that it was the encouragement of community that really helped because when you do have fear, you do need someone to talk you off the ledge. Um, because if you don't have that, your brain is just going to be the only one that's going to be like, no, we shouldn't do that. Yeah, you need <laughs> until, a louder voice. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. until you have people that are going to encourage you and say, like, of course, I, I really do have a supportive husband and and all those things, but he doesn't understand the business where, of course, and sometimes the people closest to us, they want to keep us safe too. And if he sees that I'm afraid or I'm crying and I'm scared, he didn't do this, but I'm just using this as, as an example yeah. of like, oh, well, like then you could do it another time because you're, yeah. you're scared. And so I think you have, it's, it's very important of the community of like-minded women who are doing the same thing, who can be like, oh no, you're scared. So more, all the, all the, all the more reason that you need to do it. Um, so that really helped. I did have a coach at the time that I cried on her shoulder a lot in the beginning uh, for her to just really talk me off the ledge and say, it's okay and it's okay to be seen. And then from there on, of course it's community, but it was really just doing the thing to give me the belief and the evidence that I actually did the thing I was scared of. And I came through on the other side and look what happened. So now every time it comes up and it still does, I remember that moment i remember those moments that i was terrified and now even though it's a very uncomfortable feeling i can be like okay i know that i just have to 
go through these uncomfortable feelings. And on the other side is going to be everything that I want and more. It's always turned out more than I expected, greater than I expected. So that's the mantra that I tell myself when I'm scared. I say, remember, it's going to turn out better than you ever expected. Even at the time, if I'm like, but is it? (laughs) Yeah, right. And it's almost like if someone's listening and they haven't done the first scary thing, right? Maybe it's even just going through that experience because that's when you collect the evidence. Like you say that, guess what? It does turn out better than you expected and you always get through it and onto the other side. So it's almost like just building that muscle and body of evidence for yourself that this is something that I can do and move through and it's always better. Yeah, I know. Totally. It's just really, it's coaching myself. It's giving me that pep talk every time to remind myself, but it's, is, it does take that very first one. If you've never done it before to maybe remember what we're talking about here today and just say, okay, I I just need to move through it and rip the, rip the bandaid off. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And you know, you talk a lot about using your inner knowing as a compass. So how does one tap into that inner knowing and intuition as their compass or as a way to find their purpose? Yeah, that was a hard one for me because I always second guessed my inner compass. Uh, But I remember my very first um, meeting with my very first coach a few years ago. She's, I thought I was going to her for business strategies. Uh, Mm -hmm. And she said, I want you to start meditating every day. And I was like, what does that have to do with my business? (laughs) And it had everything to do to that, to quiet down my thoughts and to really rest and learn about what I want by journaling about them by getting quiet. So whatever meditation could be for you, for me, it was like sitting quietly in a room, um, listening to a guided one or nothing. For some people, it could just be driving in a car, but whatever the thing is, is that if you can actually take the time to quiet your mind, and I know people are like, some people say to me like, well, but my thoughts are, yeah, my thoughts run amok too. Like sometimes yeah. it's just giving yourself that time and it takes practice. And I realized this was fascinating to me that when I started meditating and I would visualize certain things, that, cause you don't know when you're quiet, things will come up that you didn't even know were there. And it's important to journal about them after so that you remember. And so I remember this is two things that I did I would journal about my goals consciously of like what I wanted at the time. And I believe at the time it was um, when I was in network marketing, I would say one page would say all the things like, I want to make this rank on a team. I want to hit this much revenue X, Y, Z. And then it was like, okay, now write what you meditated on and as though it's already happening. And so whatever I was dreaming up in my meditations or envisioning, I would just write them. And lo and behold, I didn't know at the time I would say consciously that I wanted to like climb the ladder of network marketing and hit all these numbers. When really on the other side of the page, I was like, I'm sitting in a circle with women. We're sharing stories. We're meditating together. Um, At the time I was like, this is very strange, (laughs) but I'm going to write it down. And it's because your subconscious will allow you to, will bring out things that are truly there that you truly desire, whether you know it now at the time. And so a lot of trusting my intuition came from getting quiet with my thoughts. And even though something would come up and I'd be like second guessing it, like, oh, is that really for real? The more you do it, like I just made it 
a non-negotiable every day, the more you do it and the more it keeps coming up, you're like, okay, well, that thought's not going away or that dream or that vision's not going away. So I'm going to lean into it and trust it. Oh, I just love the way you described that. And, you know, it's so, so true. I had a similar experience where I, one of the first times I meditated, they guided us through your perfect day visualization, you know, because you, you know, it's in the book and everything that we were just chatting about. But same thing for me, I got this vision of like, I could tell I wasn't quite in corporate or in a nine to five. And I had no plans of being a business owner, an entrepreneur of leaving my promotion pathway at that time. But your subconscious has a way of just dropping those in there. And lo and behold, you keep following those nudges. And, you know, over 10 years, you'd be surprised how you have a way of winding yourself there um, and meeting the people that help you or having the situations too, like having the moves, having the discomfort, having like the dissatisfaction with where you're at, that then becomes the thing that moves you a little closer to where your intuition knows you're headed. Yeah, it's a wild experience. And so I'm an avid journaler. I've done it since I was in grade seven. So it's another way of your subconscious will just come out. And sometimes people will be like, well, I don't know what to write. It's amazing. And I don't know if you feel this way with like even writing a post or writing a book or um, writing in your journal that if you don't know what to write, but you just actually put your pen to the paper and start (laughs) writing. For me, like things start flying out that I didn't even know were there. Yeah. Yes. It's like meeting another person. Sometimes you're like, Oh, I didn't know this was inside of you. Like, this is fascinating. Let's look at this a little closer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's another way that I like to tap into my intuition too, is just journaling Mm -hmm. and seeing what, what comes out also. Yeah. So would you recommend if someone is saying kind of how you were early in your career where they aren't exactly sure what their passion would be, is that the best place to start kind of getting still meditating, journaling, and, or is there anything else that you'd recommend to tap back into that creativity and figure it out? Yeah. I think, um, one of the things is really looking back at if you're in corporate or if, you know, you're in a job, a different kind of job entrepreneur or whatever that may be, and you're not fully satisfied there, what are the things that do bring you joy within the work that you're doing now, or even on your spare time? What are the things that you do and explore on those more? Because sometimes we tell our brains or we, our brains tell us that, well, I couldn't possibly do anything with this. This is just like a hobby or this is just, sometimes our gifts are so close to us and so natural to us that we miss them. And so to really, I I like certain questions like, what do people go to you for? What do people ask you advice on? And what really brings you joy in your spare time is really just kind of the questions that I like to ask people when they say they don't know what they want. Yeah. And it sounds like for you too, you know, your maybe even values, we talked about your definition of success, that that's shifted a little bit over time. And now maybe what you measure your fulfillment or success by could be different. So do any words stand out when you think about what your biggest values or definition of success looks like at this Mm -hmm. stage of your journey? Yeah, 100%. So right now, just knowing when I help somebody, and even if it's just one person who said, whatever you said on this day really helped me. Even at the beginning, when I first started meditating, I shared 
that I was meditating. It's like, you don't have to be like this meditative guru to be like, tell people to start meditating. I'm like, this is my journey. I'm starting this. It's kind of, I'm getting a lot of benefits from it. Maybe you should try it too. That's what I was doing in the beginning. And one girl reached out to me and she said, I want you to know that I incorporated meditating in my life and it's totally changed my life. And the more you hear of just one person that you made a difference, that fulfilling feeling that I get anytime somebody says that I helped them with something, I it feels so good that I just want to do it more. And that is the fulfillment that I was searching all my life. It was that I am meant to teach and help people of anything that I learn or can help me. Why wouldn't I share that with somebody else? I am just naturally like that. Like that's what I've learned about my passion of even when I got divorced, I was divorced many moons ago. And I remember that was a hard, another hard thing that I had to go from something that was good. He was a great man. He was, there was nothing wrong with that relationship. I just knew that something wasn't right. And so it took me a long time to leave that relationship. So then, but once I got into the other side, I really wanted to help other women in relationships that were feeling stuck or settling. And I'm like, life's too short to sell. You just need to like, you know, get to the other side. And so it's the same theme now, just in, I help women in business, but really overall, it's like anything that I've learned that could help me. I just want to help somebody else. And to me that I don't search for fulfillment or purpose or passion anymore. And I know because I I did that for a long time. And now that I, I have that, I just know that whatever it may be in this, in this season of, you know, doing the Illum Collective or whatever it is, 10 years down the line, I used to think it was like an end thing. Like I'm going to do Illum for the rest of my life. And, but that's not what it is. It's like, what is the essence of what I'm trying to do? And I can bring that into whatever I, I do going forward. And once I knew that, it's not like an end thing that you're going to reach for. And that's the be all end all. Now I know I'm just on this journey yeah. and creating all these fulfilling things that make me happy and lit up. And, yeah. I, and it's just such an amazing feeling that I can't, I feel like, you know, when you just want to shake people, like you need to just go on the other <laughs> side. Get on the other side of fear. That's such a great almost tagline, or that could be a book or something in and of itself. Like, what is the essence you bring to all of these chapters, to every thread of your life? It's not about every thread being the exact same thing. It's the essence that you carry throughout. I love the way Mm -hmm. you put that. Yeah. See, that just came out by sharing what I love to do. (laughs) Yeah. So I have one more question, and then I want to touch on where people can get in touch with you and find all your magic as well. But so so what is next for you? Like, what does this next pivot or chapter look like? What are you excited and lit up about in your own life right now? Yeah. So I just created um, a smaller container for women who have have said like, they're not in Denver, they can't attend any of the events. So this is really for anyone, whether you're in Denver or not, and you want like more support in a tighter group to really help you discover your gifts and discover your passions and your purpose. It's basically taking them through my journey of, I know that I don't wanna be where I'm at, but I don't know where I wanna go. Helping them through that journey, but then also once you are in discovering that, how can we create 
you doing something in your life now to incorporate your desires, whether that's in a business or in anything else that you do. And so it's um, called the Inner Circle. It's a smaller group container. We've uh, we're starting at the end of June and it literally is lighting me up so much. I cannot wait to share with these women. This is something also that was new for me. So I was terrified. Um, and I shared it and I shared it at the beginning of the year and I like, it was like crickets or I was getting a lot of rejections a lot mm -hmm. to the point where I was <laughs> feeling really defeated. But again, um, because I've now can tap into my intuition my intuition was telling me that this is meant to come to fruition. This is meant to be what I'm supposed to do right now. So I picked up my feet again and I went back at it. And this time even scarier because I came out, it didn't work. I came out again with the risk that I could get crickets again. But now that it's filling up, I am, I can't even explain how lit up I feel because I'm trusting my intuition. I'm trusting my gut as opposed to letting fear take over or what everybody else is doing. And that's a big part of the inner circle too, is we all have intuition. And I really want women to not just copy and paste like a framework that I'm going to give them, but to bring out their own gifts and use that simultaneously with what they want to bring into this world. So honestly, this is like what I'm so passionate about right now. And that's what is for this year. Um, and who knows going forward? Yeah. Um, I just take it one step at a time, but this is um, what's lighting me up right now. Oh, I love it. I can tell your excitement and like what a difference that will make. So this is the perfect lead up where you get to know Christine through this episode. And then if you are in that position where you're searching for your passion or your purpose or what it could become as a business or just permission around pivoting as well and someone who's going to support you, definitely go check out all the information. So tell us then where can people find you and your amazing programs in the inner circle? Yes, thank you. Okay, so I am primarily on Instagram. I have many accounts I am on Christine K. Monroe, which is my personal one. And then I have the illumcollective.co, which is everything that you can find about the Illum Collective and all the things and the events that we do there. And then, of course, the Pivot to Passion podcast is I just, you know, decided to add another thing to my plate. I just, Jess, I don't know why. I'm like, why did I add another Instagram account? But there it is. There's three Instagram accounts there. Um, the Illum dash collective.com is the website um, but everything can be found on instagram awesome thank you so much and i just can't wait for more women to find you and your programs and your light and everything you're creating so thank you for being here thank you so much for having me thank you so much for listening in if you love this episode i have two things you are going to love one is a free copywriter training full of five steps to build a profitable copywriting business as your own boss, no matter how much experience you're starting with. Copywriting is what took me from a nine to five to freedom as my own boss to travel, choose my schedule, replace my corporate income, and have time to work on creative projects like this podcast. And I'd love to give other women the same opportunity. Another, of course, is my book, Your Bright Life. You can find it on Amazon or Audible where I narrate the audiobook. So it's kind of like a podcast in book form. 
All of these things are in the podcast show notes. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you and your review so much. And I'll see you back here next Thursday.